Welcome to Beyond the Silo, grain marketing tips for growers. Grain can be sold at any time. Growers can forward sell grain for multiple seasons if they can find a buyer. Some growers prefer to wait until harvest when the tonnage and quality is known. Some prefer to wait until after harvest. Many do a combination of all of these. There is no right or wrong answer on when and how to sell. Growers should sell in a manner and at a time that suits their business, risk profile and also at a price that makes sense to them. The timing of sales can be important as it allows growers to take advantage of different conditions. But each time comes with its own risks and issues. To discuss these, I'm joined in the GPSA studio by independent agricultural consultant, Jonathan Wilson. G'day, Jonathan. Hey, Drew. How are you going? Great. Now, Jonathan, timing of sales. We've covered a lot of ground in this series so far. This one's got quite a few components. Can we break them up, first of all, into four areas? What are the key four areas? And then we'll drill down into them. If we look at the different times that you can sell grain, you can sell it before harvest, you can sell it during harvest, and you can sell it after harvest. Well, it might sound pretty obvious, but we divide it up into those three ways. And then the other way where you can sell grain is to put it into a pool. So you've got those four different elements. And each one have got their advantages and each one's got their disadvantages. But the timing of sales can be really important to growers to allow them to take advantage of conditions. But having said that, each does come with their own set of risks and issues that you need to be able to manage. Okay, well, let's start with forward selling. What sort of things should a grower be thinking about when they lock in a forward contract? Forward contracts are probably the most obvious method for selling before the grain has been harvested. At the time of contracting, the grower has a level of uncertainty about production and quality. So the buyer is essentially allowing the grower to take on that risk, that production and quality risk in return for taking on the pricing risk. So the grower has the risk that he may not end up with grain of the right quality or quantity. And the buyer is taking the risk on the pricing because prices could come down and you could have bought that grain for cheaper. Of course, there could be lots of grain and the price goes down and or there could be a smaller amount of grain and the price goes up. But you're obviously both taking on an element of that risk. And we've spoken about FX futures and basis. Essentially, when you lock in a forward contract, you're locking in those three things at once. And as a general rule, the buyer is willing to offer a level of flexibility in forward contracts. That might be they're willing to offer a multi-grade option. They might be willing to offer multiple delivery points. Another way you can forward sell is through the swaps. That's just locking in the FX and the futures component. And then you can either cash settle on that so you don't actually have to deliver grain against it. Or in some cases, you'll be able to lock in the basis and deliver the physical grain as well. And some growers will like swaps because of that cash settling option so there's no physical exposure but others who don't necessarily have a strong understanding of the components of price won't be interested in that so it's really what is suitable for the individual grower and their individual risk profile. So just to be really clear about that in regards to the swaps and the term you're using their cash settlement it's essentially paying the money back is that what you're saying? Correct what you're doing with the swap is that you are selling a future And so you've got an exposure to that future. So at some point, you have to buy it back. If the price of the future has gone up, then you have to pay the difference. 
But if the price of the future has gone down, then you'll get paid that difference. So you can actually do well out of it then? Absolutely. There's no reason to do it if you're not going to do well. But really what you do with the swap is you are taking on a level of risk or you're taking off a level of pricing risk. So you're actually locking in at a price that you think is advantageous to your business. I would imagine for a lot of grain producers in South Australia that work on marginal land, forward selling would be just another level of risk that may be a step too far, or would I be wrong? I think you're right. There are certainly growers who would not be comfortable with selling grain they have not yet produced. We've seen that, especially growers who have sold forward and then gone into a drought and have not had the grain and have had issues around delivery. And so it's a a once bitten, twice shy sort of situation. Having said that, growers see the opportunity to lock in a certain element of their price. So I've been asked about this from lots of growers lots of times in that if you see a forward price that you're comfortable with that is a price that gets you coming back and farming again next year, it's a price that makes you profitable, that's got to be a price you've got to consider taking on. Whether you do 5% of your crop or 10% of your expected production or whatever the number is, but it's certainly something that should make you think, is this a number that if it was my worst contract for the year, would I be happy with it? Well, let's move on to another form of selling, which is contracted harvest. Now, I'd imagine this would be one of the more common Mm. forms of selling because at least you know what you've got to sell. Yeah, for sure. This is probably the most common way that growers sell. You know, the quality is known, the tonnage is known, and most sales happen as cash or cash contracts at the free and store or the FIS level. That's the grower bid. There are disadvantages to selling at harvest. It's a time when most growers are selling, so you've got a, a lot of suppliers and probably not a lot of demand in some places. So that will conspire to put pressure on prices. Because remember, you're not just competing with your neighbour next door delivering into the silo with you. You're competing right across the country. And a lot of these traders are buying right across the country and will only have an appetite for a certain amount of grain. The choice of where you deliver the grain may also limit the amount and the type of buyers that are willing to purchase there. But absolutely on the positive, you know what you've got you know how much you've got, you know where it is, and you can limit your exposure to different buyers. So there's real positives to it as well. Jonathan, post-harvest, that seems to be self-explanatory. Or are there other elements that you need to weigh into this? Because you know, I suppose the first one is, well, where's it being stored? For sure. You know, if you've got it stored in the central system, you've still got quite a lot of flexibility around the buyers. You can see the buyers in a transparent way. A lot of growers will store grain on farm for delivery into the domestic market. While you can do delivered contracts before harvest and during harvest as well, I've kind of put them into the post-harvest element because generally that's when you're delivering them. You know, so understanding who you're selling to and what your obligations are. So who's doing the logistics? When must you deliver? What quality are you going to deliver? Understanding things like payment terms. And again, who you're selling to is really important. Once the grain is out of your control, do you trust the party who is controlling that grain? You know, you treat the grain as if it's cash in the bank because that's really what it is. Lastly, Jonathan, pool options, selling via pooling it. Is there a certain percentage of farmers who kind of turn their nose away from this? I reckon there's probably quite a large percentage of farmers who aren't interested in pools anymore. Why is that? Is that prior history? Oh, look, I think part of it is prior history and part of it is that they want to take on the marketing themselves. You know, and the, you know, there's a lot of traders who look down at pools as well. And uh, there's a well-known trader who used to say, pools are for swimming in. 
But people, when they look down their nose at pool options, but for some growers, it's a legitimate option and it provides growers the opportunity to participate in upward price movements. Yeah, they're negatives. You've got to pay pool marketing fees. You don't know exactly what you're going to get or necessarily even when you're going to get paid. So you're entering into a level of counterparty risk. But on the bright side, you do have the ability to participate in upward price movements. And for some growers, the big advantage is it takes away the stress or the emotion involved in having to market grain. And as a former pool manager, at least you've got someone to blame when it all goes pear-shaped. It's very important growers read the pool terms and conditions really carefully. It's very important to know who is running the pool and what they're trying to do. I know people who hate pools, and I know other people who love pools. And if it works for you and your business, that's fantastic. And if you hate it and it doesn't work for you, your business, that's fantastic as well. Well, Jonathan, you alluded there, read the terms and conditions very carefully. That's where we're going to head to in the next episode of this series. But for the moment, thank you for joining me in the Grain Producers SA studio to talk about timing of selling. Thanks, Drew. The information presented in this podcast is general in nature only and does not constitute legal, financial or investment advice. Listeners should seek professional advice relevant to their individual circumstances before making any decisions. While every effort has been made to ensure the information in this podcast is correct at the time of publication, we do not warrant, guarantee or accept any liability arising from its accuracy, reliability or completeness.